Hola, you're listening to In Your Piel or In Your Skin, a skincare podcast highlighting POCS editions, beauty professionals, and everything in between. I'm your host, Claire, and I'm here to help you feel empowered, find services near you, and learn about other POC beauty professionals that are doing big things in the industry. I'm an esthetician, digital marketer, polyglot, and I'm obsessed with all things globalization and skincare. I founded the brand Beauty Traducia, where I share skincare tips in a multilingual context, and I met so many amazing estheticians of color in the process. Finding beauty professionals of color is a common struggle on social media, and for this reason, I'm looking to highlight those that may look like you and can resonate with the struggles of being a POC in industries where inclusivity isn't always top of mind. This is a space where I look to share their story, new product launches, and talk about what we love most in the industry. If you're ready to find beauty professionals that can resonate with your story and maybe learn bits of a foreign language when possible, you are on the right show. Hello and welcome to yet another wonderful episode of In Your Piel. I'm super excited today to have our guest because she does a little bit of everything and her ethnic background includes a little bit of everywhere. So she's really cool. Uh, she's a Tampa-based nursing student, esthetician, makeup artist. She has her own cosmetics line. And I think she has a really interesting story that everyone here would love to hear. And yeah, so uh, Michelle Morales founder of Asian Spice Mie Cosmetics. Why don't you start by telling us a bit about your story in the aesthetics industry? So after, well, while in high school, I've shadowed in the hospital and I had the awesome opportunity to shadow with Moffitt Cancer Center. And that's kind of where I found my love for nursing. Um, so I went from high school straight into college to do nursing. Um, I kind of took a little toll because, uh, you know, I was studying all these years. We all hit a party stage, you know? Sure. So mine hit in the middle of my nursing career in the beginning. So um, I actually failed my nursing class in the first semester oh. and actually unenrolled in 2018. Um, in that time, I was already kind of like freelancing and playing around with makeup because it became like a new hobby. Mm-hmm. And I just took it as, you know, like maybe the, maybe the sign. I shouldn't be a nurse. You know, I already failed my first semester. Um, things were going great in the makeup industry. Um, so I actually left nursing to do makeup. I worked in Sephora. That was my first job. Um, it was actually very interesting how I got that job. Uh, I was actually a waitress at an Italian restaurant while I was in high school. I waited a um, some Sephora managers. I happened to have my makeup done and they offered me a job in the spot. And it it was funny because I actually declined and I said, no, I'm not like those snobby makeup artists. That is not me. So no, I don't want to work for Sephora. But at the time I had a lot of friend support that, you know, pushed me to try it out. And I'm glad I did because now I'm here in the industry for about six years now. That's amazing. And the fact that you're doing so many different things and you have so many certifications, the world is kind of whatever you want it to be. You have the nursing background, you're you're enrolled again in school, you have your aesthetics license. So you could open like your own 
empire. <laughs> You're yes. the empire to people's makeup, to their facials, to their waxing, to their body contouring, even to their Botox too with the nursing degrees. Yep. You can do everything. So you are smart. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you can go into a bit of detail. So what are some of your favorite treatments since you're also a nursing student? I see you post a lot that you're doing a lot of body contour treatments. And that's not too common in the U.S. I'm, I'm Colombian and back home, it's very common. Everybody always wants to have the the wood therapy done and the, the radio frequency and all the cellulite treatments, but here it's not too common. So maybe you could go into a bit of detail. What's your, what are your most popular treatments? What's, what's, what are some of your favorite treatments for you to perform? I think that'd be interesting to hear. Absolutely. So body contouring, like, as you said, not super common, not a lot of people in Tampa area offer it or have much education upon it, but very interesting to do, very interesting to see the way the body reacts to it and how well the results actually are for something non-invasive as body contouring. So um, I actually went to Columbia to get plastic surgery. Wow. I got a BBL, yep. Cool. And um, I've always known about body contouring, but as you said, you know, Columbia is like number one spot, you know, to do it. <laughs> so that kind of inspired me to learn it. We actually got um, some tips from our own massage therapist who would do it on us. And we actually ended up doing our own post-op coming back to U.S. Cool. And um, ever since then, we've been educated. And soon after I took clients, um, what I do in my body contouring treatments, I use four machines. I use the ultrasound cavitation, vacuum therapy, radio frequency skin tightening, and laser lipo. Most clients will definitely see results by as little as four sessions. Um, it's really amazing. I love seeing the confidence build up in people, especially people who have the fears of going into surgery. This is a great way um, to, to use so you can if you want a slimmer waist, you know, toned waist, whatever it is, I've done all sorts of body types mm -hmm. from skinny to people who were postpartum, um, you know, people who have loose skin, you know, people who maybe gain weight, especially COVID weight. Mm -hmm. And um, no, it's, it's a very interesting procedure. That sounds really cool. Yeah, one of my first um, opportunities, I did an internship at a postdoc clinic in Columbia after I got my aesthetics license because I was, I graduated and I'm just like, okay, now what? I know nothing. <laughs> Why don't I go work from the best? So I worked with a plastic surgeon for, for a little bit, learned the ropes, got to watch them doing all these treatments, got to learn all the machines. So that helped me when I was applying for jobs back here in the U.S. feel much more confident. So if anyone here is listening and they just got their aesthetics license, I recommend you go do an internship with with the plastic surgeon or a dermatologist. It's a great way to start. Maybe you could go into a little bit of a segue. This is not a great segue that I'm thinking, but so you also have your own cosmetics company. And I think that's really cool. And I'm always interested to hear about how, how it got started and just what were some of the, the proudest moments that you have had when you were launching it. Um, so the theory of it was to include all artists in all levels. I feel like brands like to push artists that are already 
established already are very good at makeup artistry. And I understand that in the marketing side, you know, you want to push your products with people who have great artistry skills. Well, I wanted to create a brand that can kind of showcase even the smaller artists, the local artists. (laughs) Everyone has a different talent. Everyone has a different eye for art. And I feel like it should be pushed out. Um, So my first launch was actually a palette. It went very well. Ever since then, I did make one more palette. I have um, loose pigments. I have um, makeup vanity mirrors, um, lashes. um, But it's been working well. Uh, We actually won an award in for 2020 to 2021 as the top 100 leaders. Congrats! Um, It was a thank you. It was in Vegas, and definitely a huge proud moment. Um, I think anything that you know, that started out as nothing, whenever you create it into some sort of significance, it's it's already an achievement. Yeah, no, that's amazing that you got recognition and so quickly that speaks volumes to the quality of your products. And I love your brand mission, just being inclusive. And I don't know, for me, I'm always intimidated when I walk into a Mac and everyone has their wing liner so perfectly. For me, it always <laughs> looks like such crap because like I'm not a makeup artist. I'm an esthetician. I do skin, not makeup. <laughs> so right. I feel right. like the fact that you're making a line for everybody's that no matter what your level, you can use the products. I love that. So, Absolutely. Yeah. And and even in our launch, um, we do a lot of like little launch photo shoots. I get models of all levels you could have never modeled before and we will make you into a model. And shout out to my photographer. His name's Andrew. His Instagram's at impossible98. Amazing photographer um, Hi, for product shots. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> product shots. Anything you need. He's amazing. 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 Oh, I'm going to have to hit him up because I'm going to be living in Tampa soon. Yes. (laughs) Uh, Maybe you could talk a bit about, so what do you want to see change in the industry for women of color? You were mentioning you have a really diverse ethnic background. You're Taiwanese, you're Puerto Rican, you're Italian, you're Chinese. So I feel like you have the whole world in your genetics. (laughs) I'd like to hear what, what, what would you like to see change for women of color as far as for diversity? Um, I see the, I see the, um, beauty industry overall trying to be more inclusive, Mm -hmm. which is great. Um, it also kind of makes you question that why, why now? Mm -hmm. Because obviously all these brands have the tools to make 40 to 60 foundation shades when before it was like 10 to 20. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of like what really changed the facts to make it more inclusive versus Mm -hmm. before. And, um, like I said, I used to work for Sephora and I used to work for a company named Morphe. Um, I, when I worked for Morphe, I will say they did very well with including all sorts of shades, all sorts of uh, people, um, people who, you know, identified as different genders, you know. And I think that was the biggest difference between like Sephora, Mac and Morphe. I think yeah. Sephora and Mac, even Mac, um, they they need to do better, a little better on their inclusivity. I, I find some palettes even too chalky for women of color, men of yeah. color yeah. that they wouldn't be able to use because these brands just don't make it. They've done a little bit better with the foundation and concealer part, but yeah. I still feel like there's a way, a long way to go. And also with their marketing. Yeah. No, that's really interesting. It's for me going into Sephora and I see like Rihanna has her line now and Pat McGrath and like 
it's really cool it's a start but like those have been big names for a while like why now why why just now were they giving their own lines like what i don't know because i i know sephora's like it's such a huge brand but i also know like it's a french company and french is obviously a country in europe where i mean they have a diverse population they have lots of immigrants but those voices aren't always heard when they're formulating things and they're trying to include customers it's weird to me for having like you said why why now why is there such a focus on diversity when people of color have been around and buying cosmetics for a long time so it's just curious for me to think about what what are they hiding <laughs> right exactly what are you hiding what's exactly. more to it <laughs> I mean, we know we know you don't have people of color formulating this stuff but what's going on right Maybe you could talk about um, what maybe you could tell us about a time when you were in nursing school and you're learning all of these different techniques and you had you had a little bit of trouble just in the beginning, just learning, learning how to do something. And how did you come up, get over that? So I feel like I get this question a lot like, oh, is nursing school hard? It is very hard. <laughs> um, I think you have to be self-motivated, self-disciplined. I happened to be in nursing school with COVID too. So yeah. everything was online. So definitely have to be self-motivated because you can easily not show up to class, not yeah. open up your laptop. Don't do that essay because you don't go to class. You don't have a routine necessarily. You have to make up your own routine. Um, so I would say the beginning of it, it, it took a little bit. Um, I do a lot of different things, so I think it's a lot of time management, um, knowing that you know I still need to make time for clients, but I also need to prioritize school. And right now I'm prioritizing school over my clients because it's just something you have to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I've definitely have classes that were super hard. I think the biggest advice I have for future people who wanna go into nursing Definitely utilize your peers. Your peers are everything. They will share resources, share knowledge. There's been multiple times my peers have saved my butt, whether if it's a reminder of something is due or just helping out on an assignment or giving resources for an exam to help study. I think that all played a huge role in the success of my nursing program. Um, So definitely using your peers because at the end of the day, when you're in the hospital, you'll be using your peers as mm-hmm. well. You're, you're going to lean on them for help when you're needing just backup. And I feel like, no, it, it's important. It's important to have a good relationship with everybody that you work with, whether you're in a spa or whether you're in a hospital, you're going to be needing other people's help. So that's definitely exactly. really important. So right, why don't you tell us how we can support you? You have your cosmetics line. You have your Asian spice line. We definitely want to support the the photographer you mentioned too because we need more photography. We need more photography. Everybody wants to be a social media influencer. So maybe you could just uh, go into a bit of detail how we can support you for the people maybe not based in the Florida area. Can they have like a virtual consult with you or buy products from you? What it's what are kind of the things that you offer? 
Absolutely. I'm super open with everybody. Um, I know a lot of people always ask questions, whether it's for nursing, whether if it's for their own esthetician business, or maybe they want to get into makeup artistry. I'm literally an open book. So if you ever want to, you know, message me privately about any questions or recommendations of how to maybe start up your own career or the path to go, um, you can always purchase my products um, at miacosmetics.com. You can always view my page on Instagram, also Mia Cosmetics. But even a like and a share, you know, a little goes a long way. Absolutely. And then, um, you know, if you're looking for a beauty photographer or your model who needs headshots, I mean, Andrew's the best. Like, I'm like, you need to be signed, man. Like, he's just amazing. Um, but really just a like, a share, all that plays a role because it just pushes you out to more and more and more people, you know? Okay. Oh, that's definitely great. Great to know. I want to know everyone that's good. Everyone that's listening to this podcast is going to support you. So uh, next up. So this podcast is released every Friday, um, probably around seven to eight, seven to eight o'clock Eastern. And I look forward to sharing more of your story. Everyone, Finding new estheticians, women of color and beauty, beauty founders. And I feel like this was a great episode. And thank you so much, Michelle, for your time. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. It was a pleasure. Absolutely. All right. Take care. Bye. I hope that this episode was both entertaining and informative for you. Expect new episodes every Friday. So make sure you subscribe and check out my social media pages at Beauty Traducida for daily skincare content. Also, let me know if you or someone you know would like to be featured in a future episode. We would love to hear your story.